<sighs> you know, it's a lovely day here. It in, is. In on in the tri-state area. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's pushing a close to 75 degrees. Mm-hmm. You can crack a window. Or three. Okay, and say fuck that nigga. Exactly. Or fuck that person. All of it. Oh, in every which way, shape, and form. Mm-hmm. So as the weather is breaking, I thought that it's only appropriate to start with said song, and hopefully, uh, we can edit this in real quick because I'm about to start something, and this is the energy for the whole nation. The weather is getting ready to break. Mm-hmm. It's time for you to get on your get right, get tight plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's time for you to get your roster in order. And there is only one thing that's horrible to a roster. Oh shit. Size Queens Unite! Throwback. It's, 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 it's our anthem. Mm. No? Come on. Come on. That's Come right, nation. Get up, girl. That's right. It's, I'm ready to bring the shit today. Get into your shit. Yes. We're going to let it rock for a second because we, we need to be in. I remember mm. I was a young little guy. First of all, <laughs> too fucking young to be listening to this song. children that did not know what song is playing. Get y'all ready. Welcome to a social experiment gone horribly wrong that we love to call Who Raised You Hoes? That's right. My name is Lene this week, uh, and my Twitter handle is going to be Free Jesse. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. You're damn right we're talking about it. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. And mm-hmm. I am your co host, Marlon, aka Dick'em Down Danny. Wait, hold up. Pause for the cause. Please explain. I, I, there, I don't want to hear Google it. I need you. That, I need... That, that's not a Google moment. These these last two episodes, I've been choosing my own shit, and that's just what it is. Dick'em down, Danny. First of all, uh, who's Danny? Me. Well, welcome to the show, kids. <laughs> I don't know why I asked questions that I did not want the answers for. Welcome to the charades and the shenanigans of the race, you hoes. That's right. That message was brought to you by Merlin. <laughs> Just Merlin. It, you better switch the name up. Because <laughs> that, that was a different level of confidence that mm. Merlin just gave. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but I will start with a bit of good news. Uh, 
yesterday, <laughs> we got the lovely news that Abbott Elementary got renewed for season two. Yes! <laughs> it was inevitable when they were saying that they were beating modern family numbers. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, they're going to get renewed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Like, the buzz around Abbott Elementary, the brilliance of that show, it they would be stupid not to bring it back. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the next big comedy sitcom that's going to go on for a while because they are brilliant over there. The shit is funny. It's relatable. And it's fucking black content, bitch. Like, we we are riding for black content harder than ever this year. I'm putting this shit out there. Like, okay. we've been riding for black content, but bitch, fuck all this shit. They've been trying to keep us down too long. We are too fucking brilliant. We putting shit down this year. That's it. I, and on top of Abbott Elementary, I want... I'm going to put you on game because I think you'll like this one because with my co-host, y'all, we have to reach a healthy medium between the two of us because our taste in regards to television can be completely different. I promise you one day we're going to come and review a documentary because I feel like that'll be a safe middle ground for us. But in regards to comedy, Mm -hmm. I would say, have you ever watched Grand Crew on NBC? I've watched two episodes of it and I really liked it because I really appreciate Nicole Byer. She's a quiet taste. And she made, this show made me love her. Yes. If you have not watched uh, Grand Crew, please get yourself together and mm-hmm. go watch it. It is an excellent show. It's funny. It's funny. It's quirky. It's the humor we miss. And the thing is, I realize now as we drift away from Insecure, mm-hmm. I'm starting to realize why I love black shows now because of the fact that some of the comedy is just catered to us. Exactly. And especially with Grand Crew, it's like the comedy is catered to us. It's black as fuck. And can we talk about Sharon for a minute? Sharon Finance. That's a that's that's a fine man right there. That's a black king. Right and the now. thing that I like about Sharon's character on Grand Crew is mm-hmm. they dress him appropriately. Mm-hmm. You don't see a role mm-hmm. like the most we saw was from the I forget his name in the show. It's the light skinned guy that's with the glasses that's married. I forget his name too. This in this past week we literally saw his belly button. That okay. was the most you'll see. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, even with Sharon, I'm like, look how they got him positioned. And on top of that. He doesn't project the stereotype of plus size black men that you know they all believe that we're angry and we use our weight to right. advantage to bully yeah. people. Mm-hmm. So shout out to them for changing the narrative and especially the narrative of the black male hopeless romantic. Yes, I love that. I really, really love that because, like you said, like the the black content that's coming out right now is just so irreverent in the fact that we are. In a space right now where we're able to tell our own stories. Yes, God. And show our diversity beyond the monolithic view that, like, the world has been trying to portray of us for so long. I really, really dig that. I just, I would love at some point if we can get an Insecure Meets Noah's Ark style show the last, like, five (gasps) And I would love and love, love. I'm putting this out here. I hope a creative hears me. I would love, love, love to get an actual show in regards to us and our casual lifestyles. Yes. And I say that air quotations, meaning friends with benefits, people mm-hmm. that are in poly and open relationships. I want us to actually die. Listen, because the content is there. There's so much diversity in black, queer, and gay lives. Like, the show could go on forever. That's okay. a really good idea. I'm like, I, I'm I'm putting energy out there for that shit too. We need that. Listen, I'll develop it. I don't care. Mm. I know I already know where I'm going with this. Y'all heard him right. I'll develop it. All right. 
I was about to say, my friend is right here. I don't focus my talents on this <laughs> one area. <laughs> That's right. Which be all over the place. I want to do this, 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 and this. And I am not mad. Per. Per. But it's time. What? It's time. Time for what? Uh, get up, wipe, and flush. Flush. Get up, wipe, and Nasty flush. Nasty bitch, say it. Get up, wipe, and flush. More than two times. Get up, wipe, and flush. Uh, it's time uh, to scroll on. That's right. Get them wipes, bitch. Get the... You are grown. Don't get me started. You are grown. Don't I'm going to just leave. I'm going to let the mind wander into where I'm going with that conversation. Because mm-hmm. I don't like most people out. It's early in the morning. Right. It's early in the morning. And early in the morning, it's midday That's here. Uh, I think because I'm just gonna start spoon feeding you songs. <laughs> okay. I just think it's just better this way. I'm sorry, I love you, friend. <laughs> but I feel like this is the only way I'm gonna get you to digest. Oh shit! So I'm sure you've heard it. You guys don't know what I just played. That is Willie by Lotto with 21 Savage. Nope, never heard of it. That came out Friday. Oh, okay. That's why you never heard of it. No. I, see what I mean, y'all? <laughs> I wanted, you know what? Today I wanted to kind of prove a point. Mm-hmm. This is what I do. Mm-hmm. And for my friend, it could be a lot because he doesn't consume if he doesn't, if he's not interested. At I all. do not. Listen, I'm a gay of a certain age. I need y'all to understand. And. Let, let, let's help them understand a little bit better. Between the two of us, mm-hmm. there is a five-year age gap right. that people do not know about. There's a five-year age gap between the two of us. Very true. So, he can get away with saying that. I can't say that until three months from now. Because <laughs> technically, I'm still considered a gay that's still young. Once I'm 35, you know, I've reached middle age. You know, I don't feel like bottoming too much gay. <laughs> Anyway, but <laughs> that is a whole nother episode. Uh-huh. Stick a pin in that. But um, <laughs> bitch, that almost took me out. Um, <laughs> that was a word, a word. Who are we gonna talk about that on another episode? I swear, for Jeeves. But no. Okay. Okay. So I, I. I, first of all, let me put this out there. Okay. Bitch, make no mistake, I am still young. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because. Still. We're gonna get into this a little bit later on in this episode. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. When I say I gave a certain age, I have reached official uncle status. Yeah. Uh, if you talk to our good friend John, he calls me Uncle Daddy, but that's a totally different situation. Oh my God, that's such a hood term. It, you know. Shout out to John. That, that's I love- my boo. I love, I love to bother John. It's like the it's like sometimes the highlight of my day. <laughs> you know. But yeah, it's just that I'm I am and Frank can attribute to this as a music lover. I am still in the space of holding on to music from back in the day. Like music that is not Gen Z's old school. I get it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... It's like a healthy medium. Like, I would say as if, for me, what would be considered considered a healthy medium between 
Because I learned by listening to the See, the thing is, I had sent my friend a podcast episode to listen to. I'm sure he didn't get that far in. I haven't. Okay, so shout out to <laughs> shout out to Bridget Kelly and Mandy B over from See, the thing is, if you guys have not listened, please do yourself a favor and go listen to the show. They talked about how technically my age frame, because mm. you're considered a millennial, right? I'm not. Yeah, I'm considered a zennial. Right. So, for me, what would old school be considered would honestly be, like, early 2000s. Right. And see, I go back way further than that. Like, my old school is definitely 60s, 70s music. Yeah, but you know what? It also attributes back to what our parents raised us on. Exactly. That's the thing. Because Grandmama's now is in the 40s and 50s. My grandmama older than that. So I got like a totally different generation my of music. Got, well, one is deceased now. Got rest of soul. Both mm-hmm. my grandmothers literally lived to see their mid eighties. Gotcha. So my grandmothers are not spring chicken. They're of age. So when we speak about that, my oldies goes back as far as like the seventies. Right. Yeah. So, but when like things. I listen to for comfort and leisure mm-hmm. would be like the early 2000s. Gotcha. Like me, like you already know I'm a yeah. soul freak. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> that's, that's where we meet. That's where we meet. <laughs> that, that and jazz. Yes. Like a lot of people don't know how much I actually love jazz, which is why I stand and live for the black, uh, for black radio three. Hello. That's conversation for another show. Exactly. But let's dive into scroll on and why we're here. Let's talk about it. So. I had tweeted last week mm-hmm. that something happened as we were recording. Because, uh, first of all, can we just say another thank you to Latrevious Collins for coming yeah, on to the Thank you so much. Yeah. Last week. Uh, last week, for me, was a lot. <laughs> my, for the first time, my, I felt my anxiety in a long time. Mm-hmm. And just shout out to medication. Because, I'm going to tell you right now, when... I, I'm promised that I'm gonna be more open when it comes to like medication when you're dealing with uh when you're dealing with your mental health. Okay. So <clears throat> I went to see my psychologist because I well, I can say it here. Uh, Marlon already knew, but y'all can know now. I had started medication in February, around the same time I started therapy. Mm-hmm. And they had prescribed me one medication for daily use and they gave me another one strictly for a case I have an episode with anxiety. So, last Wednesday, I had my first episode of anxiety, and prior to it, my doctor had asked, he said, did you, like, have you taken the medication? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I haven't yet, because I didn't, like, I get weary when it comes to medication. I'm like, "Eh, is this going to really work? Is it going to do too much? I don't know. Mm -hmm. All I know is that medication made me drowsy. And it flustered me to when we interviewed, because I think I didn't even take, when we interviewed Latrevious, I don't think I even took it till afterwards. Mm. And I needed to come down. But I'm going to tell you right now, when I took that medicine, I was down for the count. Child. Until like the next day, I was like, okay, Shit. then All you right. work. <laughs> you work. Clearly. But why we're here is while we were recording, uh, Jesse Smollett's verdict got handed to him. And it's just been a lot since it has happened. So I'm reading this from CNN. I'm gonna do a brief synopsis. Jesse Smollett was censored, excuse me, sentenced Thursday to 30 months of felony probation, including 150 days in jail, in order to pay restitution of more than 120 thousand dollars. 
and a $25,000 for making false reports to police that he was a victim of a hate crime in January 2019. My issue is this, right? So, like I said, this happened while we were recording last week. Mm-hmm. And I literally had to put out a tweet like, y'all, this happened after we were, like, as we were recording. Like, right. I, it was not a part of our itinerary. I can't even really go into it because I would have been staring to go completely left field from everything that we were speaking about. So I decided not to. But irony is, this is what Jesse had to say as he was being arranged. Okay, I am not suicidal. I am innocent, and I am not suicidal. If I did this, then it means that I stuck my fist in the fears of black Americans in this country for over 400 years, and the fears of the LGBTQ community. Your Honor, I respect you, and I respect the jury, but I did not do this, and I am not suicidal. And if anything happens to me when I go in there, I did not do it to myself, and you must all know that. I respect you, Your Honor. I respect your decision. So he went on a rant to basically say that he is not suicidal, but it gets worse. Apparently, he was placed into the psych ward when he went into jail. I saw that. So his brother, I hope it's um, Jacqui. I hope I'm saying his name properly. Probably. Yeah. His brother Jacqui has been the person that has taken over his uh, Twitter account. And he has been keeping us posted in regards to what has been happening. So, a few days ago, it had came out that he had went to they sent him to the psych ward, but due to the outrage that came from the public, kind of find out he was removed. Mm. So Jesse is currently in the psych ward um, at Cook County Jail. It's what's very concerning is that there was a note attached to his paperwork today and put on the front of his um, jail cell saying that he's at risk of self harm. I want to just make it clear to folks that he is in no way, shape, or form at risk of self-harm. Um, and he wants to let folks know that, that he is and he is very stable, he is very strong, he is very healthy and ready to take on the challenge that ultimately has been put up against him. Um, this is not right. This is this is completely lack of justice. It's it's angering, it's an outrage, but he ultimately knows what he needs to do. So we want to make sure that folks understand that. You know, whatever whatever inside Cook County Jail they may, what assumptions they be, may be making, I don't know why they even have him in a psych ward. Um, we still have not gotten clear answers there and why he's even in a psych ward. So, uh, like you just heard from his brother, they didn't know why he was placed there, but we did find out that he was removed. Uh, Taraji P. Henson, along with Tina Lawson, which is Beyonce's mom, has spoken out on his behalf. Hmm. And... It's just, it's something that doesn't sit right with me. See, this is my issue with Chicago. Okay. And I love you. I love you. Because you have nothing to do with Chicago PD. You have nothing to do with Chicago PD. Born and bred, but I already know. (laughs) I'm trying to understand. And I said this before, but I want to reiterate this again. How many unsolved murders are in Chicago? Baby. Baby. How many missing persons reports are in Chicago? Wasn't Cook County the same county that got R. Kelly acquitted the first time? Let me tell you something. First of all, when I learned that they were putting him in Cook County Jail, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I understood exactly why he said what he said. Because 
For those of you that don't know anything about Chicago, have never been to Chicago, or don't know anything about Chicago Cook County Jail, it's rough in Cook County Jail, okay? My father, God rest his soul, has been there a couple of times, and he let me, son, don't. Just don't. Whatever you do in your life, don't you end up in Cook County Jail? Because they will fuck you up. It will be, it's the worst experience in the world. So him saying what he said attached to what happened and how people have been reacting to the situation. Mm -hmm. Because my thing is, whether he did it or not, whatever, like all of that bullshit. Like th- that's a whole conversation. We're whatever. not here. Okay, before before we even get there, we're not here to debate whether he's innocent or not. Yes, my thing is this: they made a really big fuss about something that was big, but it was really small. Like this motherfucker didn't. This wasn't like embezzlement. This wasn't like nobody was really harmed. Like. He lied, okay? Mm. This is what's on the table. He lied. And I just feel like they're treating him like an axe murderer. (laughs) Literally. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I just... The, the the notoriety and the the rage and the oh you wasted CPD's time and he's like like they are vandalizing him in a way that is equal to me of somebody that went on a murdering spree. And I just don't think that it's I don't think it's that serious. See there <laughs> it's March, it's the middle of March. Mm-hmm. And already right, because that's I Google. Come on, Googles. So I Googled uh how like unsolved murders in um unsolved murders Chicago twenty twenty two. Uh this is coming from suntimes.com and it's showing it's hundred and four victims. Now why don't we do us all a favor since we're so fixated on filing false police reports, quote unquote? Why don't we also search number of black children missing? Huh, child, do not get me started. Because I love how we can sit here and throw the whole book at him, <laughs> but we have a whole bunch of other things to be worried about. Absolutely. And 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 keep and make no mistake that a lot of this a lot of this focus comes from the fact that he is a celebrity. On top of the fact that filming for Empire was done in Chicago. So they're going to make that even bigger because of those two factors altogether. And then on top of that, him being a black gay male, they're really exploiting this shit a whole lot. And it's it's annoying. But it's like, Robert got a tap on the wrist and got exon- and basically got acquitted in the early 2000s of things that literally had documented evidence. Cook County acquitted him. Let's just, I really want us to focus on this and how this works, especially when you're black and queer. Cook County acqu- acquitted him of that. It took his charges to go to the Supreme Court to be picked up. Oh yeah, and he was a hometown hero. Because first of all, again I say, as we as we lightly tap on Robert, lightly, as a born and bred Chicagoan, I remember a time in my neighborhood where every young girl under the age of thirteen had his phone number in my neighborhood. I'm just I'm really trying to understand why and how this works. Cis had niggas. That's it. Well, close the book. 
Well. Period. But whatever. <sighs> that part. <laughs> well, these are things I didn't know. And, mm. You know, allegedly, quote unquote. Allegedly, but whatever. <laughs> allegedly. Mm. Well, I think it's time for us to talk about something new. What's up? So. Time to break the silence. Yeah, I was definitely ridiculous. That's my goal. You know what I'm saying? I make my own rules. What was going on right here? Yo, playing the guitar on a young lady's leg. My father always said, when I asked him if he worked out, he said, the heaviest thing I lift is a leg. I always loved that. I think I should have had two or three girls, though. I should have had a whole band. You know what I'm saying? Drums and all that. LL poured chocolate syrup on the shorty kneecaps in broad daylight. Unhinged, chaotic behavior. Definitely was wilding. Um, although I always felt it should have been more chocolate. Maybe using a giant paintbrush or something and just really go in. You know what I'm saying? That's what I would have did. You know, now looking back, I should have went a little further with it. But yeah, it was unhinged. LL running his stiff arm in. Uh, stiff arm out of it. So, if you guys do not know, there was a uh, tweet that went viral this week. about, And it listed all of the things that LL did that were cringeworthy in his videos. <laughs> now, there was literally a list of things that he did but the one that made me cringe when I had to sit back and think about it is when he poured chocolate on that girl's leg in broad daylight on the street the other one that got me was when you look at the video for paradise LL is in the water in a kango in jeans in the water (laughs) this man had to be stopped in the video for doing it this man was in a, <gasps> was in a peep show with an apple eating an apple. Yeah. What does this First of all, okay, so I need y'all to understand. Like, I miss videos like this. Like, in our era, music videos were everything, everything. bitch, everything. And it's funny because that makes me want to like go back and look at like old school videos and really go because if y'all tripping on LL other folks did a lot of strange shit in videos and you was like girl if you look at them now you're like what what were you what were you thinking what the fuck was that about as iconic as the video is it makes you kind of also look at the video for put your hands where my eyes can see it was that extra Child, that video was all over the place. It was mad extra. Why was he running from, wasn't he running from like a fake elephant? Yes. <laughs> yes. It wasn't even fake. I think that was real. It's no way. An elephant was stampede. Child, it was not a trained one. You know And what? Buster had enough money. That, that I mean, video like, cost well over a million dollars. And, and furthermore, if we gonna, if we going to talk about Buster, like... If you think about the Give Me Some More video, why why, why did the young Buster turn into this little demon and start chasing this woman around the house? Child. What the fuck was that about? Like, a lot of shit. But y'all don't do music videos like that no more. Because all the music videos now is about, you know, hoes and cars. But... <laughs> you said that like an old man too. Hoes and cars. I mean, we had hoes and cars back... Back in my day, we had hoes and cars too. Don't ever do that. <laughs> I need you to not ever. Oh, but just a quick side note that has nothing to do with nothing. The sex. Okay. Mm-hmm. What was the sexiest LL video for you? Mine mm. was Phenomenon. Please don't ask me why. 
It's all right. I I have bus one to phenomenon. I'm just gonna put that out there. I definitely did. That video was sexy as shit, and I liked thick buff LL. I didn't like chiseled LL. No, he looked weird. I like crime LL, like first season of In the House LL. That was peak Mm -hmm. fine. Mm -hmm. That was peak fine. Yes, that was peak fine right there. But my favorite LL video, I don't care what anyone says, it will always, always be the video for Hey Lover. Ooh, friend! <laughs> you ain't that. That was sexy. That was that sexy man, shit. I promise you, it had every, if you were ever in a toxic relationship and the nigga of your dreams decided to just be like, yo, leave that man alone. And the lips was lipping in that video, too. LL was all about licking them lips. Ooh. Ah, okay. Next topic. We can talk about that all the time. I'm sorry. I had a little little heat flash, child. (laughs) Child, I had me a little little heat flash. Ooh, from the high. Ooh, Hercules. So, were you ever a basketball-wise fan at one point in life? At one point in life, I was. Do you remember Royce? No. You don't? Oh, child. See, I'm good with faces. Names. Hold on, let me pull up a picture. Because the last one that I remember was when... No. I didn't ask for you to go into Willie. Sorry, (laughs) y'all. The last one I remember was when... Of course, uh, all the comments are off. So, hold on. Let me find an actual picture because Shorty, all she does on her Instagram is dance. Let me see if I can find one for reference. I'm sorry, y'all. I can't remember nobody's name on that fucking show. So, the one that's in the middle holding the camera, that's Royce. No, I don't remember. Okay. So, Royce had, like, some of the most iconic fights with uh, Evelyn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I remember. Them fighting, by, uh, them fighting and throwing drinks at each other. Whew. Yeah. I'm, re- I'm recalling the times. If you were a reality show type of person, trust me, you remember Royce Reed. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, uh, she's in hot water because she's been arrested on felony child neglect. But wait, there is more. What? Oh, yeah. This is coming from BlackEnterprise.com. Black, oh, excuse me, Basketball Wise alum Royce Reed was released from jail shortly after turning herself in for felony child neglect. On Friday, Roy, uh, Reed was, choi- uh, was charged with third-degree felony neglect of a child in a case involving her 14-year-old son, Braylon, who she shared with basketball star Dwight Howard. The charges aren't directly a reflection of anything Royce did to her son. It gets better. The team was ordered to work on issues with professionals, according to police. However, after failing to abide by the set of rules um, implemented by a judge, his mom was forced to pay the penalty on her son's behalf. They live in Florida. Mm. After being released from jail, Royce posted a message on Instagram addressing all the speculations into her detainment. I'm ready to go back into doing comedy uh, comedy reels and, t- and TikToks, but until then, talk to my attorney, Andre- Andrea Black. I didn't get arrested. I turned myself in because I had to talk to my attorney. As for the picture, I was scared as shit and was crying like a baby the whole time. I'm not about that life, but I did it. And I'm not going to... We're going to get through this. When interviewed by the police, Braylon admitted to not having much of a relationship with his famous father after the fight they had. 
<clears throat> when asked the last time he spent time with Howard, Braylon said it was when he was in town for a basketball game, which was a while ago. Mm-hmm. Reed, and, Reed and Howard battled over custody of their son in the past, with Reed accusing the NBA player of abusing their son with the belt. Orlando Sentinel reports that he was later cleared of charges following an investigation. In October 2020, Howard responded to Braylon's uh, claims of being a Debbie dad in an interview on Frank on Frank's ski show with Nina Brown. The only thing I will do is address the issue of anyone thinking that I'm a Debbie dad. Currently, I have I have a child with me now. Howard says, my son lives with me. There's no way I could be a Debbie dad if I have a son that lives with me. The situation with my other son is unfortunate that a lot of things have been made public. Now... <clears throat> Then it gets better. Cause oh, that's shit, there's more? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Cause I don't like reading in the mess, but it's a reason because I'm glad that someone did. Now this is coming from all about the tea. Mm-hmm. So let me see. According to the documents obtained by radio by radar online, the case between her Against her is about her son with Dwight Howard. The documents state that Braylon 14 is currently working on issues with professionals because of past incidents. Because of this, Braylon has been has to follow a set of rules issued by a judge. One of them is that Braylon is not to hang out with other children two years younger than him without an adult present. What? What? Whoa. Doc, the documents state that the rule was recently violated since Braylon is in Royce's custody. She is being blamed for not making sure that the rule wasn't broken. Royce, 41, reportedly turned herself into police on March 10th in Orange County, Florida. The Basketball Wives star has been charged with neglect of a child, which is a third-degree felony. Child. During the police investigation, they questioned Braylon and asked him if it was the last, when was the last time he saw his father. We already talked about that. So, let me see. Joined the cast basketball-wise. She wasn't in. I'm sorry. I'm skimming through this to get to the meat of the matter. Basically, if you just understood what I just under, what I just read, that meant that there was sexual misconduct with a child that is considered a minor. Oh, my God. When you are underage, your parent has to, has to serve the time for the crime. Did we not learn this with that last mass shooting when they wanted to arrest a little boy, but they said, no, since he's not a sound mind, we have to go after his parents. Who the same child. thing that happened with her. Lord, help the children, because the children need help. Now, if you guys are familiar with the whole story between Royce and Dwight Howard, this is not the first time they've been in the news in regards to their son. They have been going back and forth in regards to issues with him for years. Because the two of them are like oil and vinegar. They just do not mix. Mm-hmm. And she, the only thing that she does now is, like she said, she does her reels and stuff on Instagram and TikTok, and she owns a dance studio. But other than that, Royce don't, don't bother nobody. And outside of this, and anything with Dwight, this is like the first time that we've seen her make headlines. And even with that, it's not a crime, like she said, it's not a crime that she committed. That's fucking crazy. So, hopefully, healing and prayers to that situation, because if you read between the lines, they told you without telling you that it is involving misconduct with a minor. Yeah. And that's... That's a serious event. Yeah, it's very, very serious. And child, get, get your children... Help. There is not. It, it, it ain't get, gonna get, bite you. Get them help. It when ain't gonna, you can, Because listen. He gonna need it. it hello? He need it now. 
Get the fuck out of here with that shit. Get your children the help that they need. For real. Like, and I ain't all in y'all pockets, but I know y'all got enough money to send that baby to therapy. And do. And do. Okay. The fuck, period. Mm-hmm. What else you got, friend? So, hmm, speaking of arrests, let's go right into it. So, you know how you have those vlog couples that, like, do challenges and things of that nature? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, one decided to take the vlog challenge a little too far. Oh, shit. They're now facing seven years in jail. I'm sorry, what? I'm reading this from BlackEnterprise.com once again. You two couple facing seven years in jail for trying to spend the night in Target. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let it marinate on your spirit. A young content creator couple faces seven years in jail for trying to spend the night in Target as part of a YouTube video stunt. Johnson LaRose, 25, and 24-year-old Charlotte... Fletcher, also known as Spicy and Honey, were arrested on February 21st after hiding inside Chester County Target store and filming the encounter for their YouTube channel, New York Post Reports. Police responded to a a tripped alarm, but they didn't find anyone when they arrived. However, when the employees reviewed the surveillance footage the following day, they saw two people wandering around the store for hours with their cell phones out filming content. Mm. While police note that the couple didn't steal any items, they were still trespassing on private property. Yeah. It's become a little bit bigger of an investigation trying to figure out what they were doing. Was there something criminal? Police detained Fletcher and LaRose built a uh, determined they built the fort to hide from employees and waited until the store was closed. The young YouTubers documented the experience for their 17,700 subscribers in a video titled 24-Hour Overnight Challenge in Target. While the couple claimed they spent the night at Target, surveillance determined they left the location through the emergency exit around 3 a.m. When... That's when they tripped the alarm and alerted the police. Fletcher and LaRose returned to the store around 8 a.m. the following day to resume the video and said as if they had spent the night there. LaRose and Fletcher faced charges of third-degree criminal trespassing and conspiracy. They were released on $25,000 unsecured bail and are banned from visiting any Target stores in Pennsylvania as a part of their bail conditions. Their next hearing is scheduled for March 24th. Was it worth it? Did you get the guy? Frank. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I don't fucking understand. Why? Are you dead ass? Like, I, I just, I don't, I don't understand the girls. Like, so you had to pay $25,000 for likes and views. For li- For likes and views. Sis, for li- <laughs> For likes and views. I really. And then you, and then you get caught because you, both of you decided to sneak out of there at 3 a.m. Bitch, you, you, you might have gotten away with it. If you would have stayed all night. You might, might. That's a really big might. Because when the employees came back in for work the next day, I'm certain that somebody was going to blow up your fucking spot. But for clicks and views, you pitched out in a tent. Do you not understand? I worked in retail before. Do you not understand that the alarm is armed as the last person is exiting the building? There's a motion detector that you cannot even see that is throughout the entire building. They can detect when someone is still there. Bitch, as soon as they close up shop, you know the alarm goes on immediately, sis. So, 
What made you? <sighs> I really want y'all to do a little old thing that we like to say. Get a fucking life. Because this is ridiculous. This is like, I, I, are we in the fucking Matrix? Like, what the fuck? R. What? R. <laughs> I, R. I don't understand. Like, why, what, what made you think that this was, I don't, child, again, back in my day, we didn't do shit like this. What, what the fuck? <laughs> Who did, whatever. It's fucking crazy. I don't get it. So, I had a quick little note, because as you guys can tell, scroll on a little extended today. I had, I owed y'all from last week. No. So I decided to give y'all a little jam pack. It's all right. It's all right. It's okay. Are you not entertained? So, you know, we were all complaining about the prices of gas. I don't want to talk about it. I really don't because my car, for the most part, has been in park. <laughs> it, I have not gone anywhere. <laughs> you can ask him. This is the first time that Marlon and I have recorded together in almost two months. Bitch! Lonnie's car has been collecting the weather, bitch. <laughs> Ain't shame. Ain't shame. I know that's right. Ain't shame. Bitch says she gonna see the rain, the sun, sun. the moon, and the stars. Bitch, she gonna see them all. Because she ain't moving. That's it. She ain't moving. Shout out to Candy. She outside. She need a wash. But <laughs> hey, that's why we here. That's fine. But uh, we're not the only ones complaining about it. Because apparently Lyft and Uber are complaining too. Because to properly pay out their drivers and mm-hmm. deliver and delivery mm-hmm. people. They added a temporary fuel surcharge. Yeah. So this is coming directly from the verge. This is just talking about Lyft. So Lyft plans to add a temporary fuel surcharge to fares amid raising gas prices around the country. The company confirmed to Ver- the Verge on Monday. Where we've been closely monitoring raising gas prices and the, their impact on our drivers' community. Drivers' earning overall remain elevated compared to last year, but given rapid rise in gas prices, we'll be asking riders to pay a temporary fuel surcharge, all which goes to drivers. We'll share more details shortly. So, Lyft follows Uber and announcing temporary fuel surcharges as prices have spiked in part due to Russia's invasion of the Ukraine. Uber surcharges for riders add either 45 cents or 55 cents on each Uber trip. Bitch, I want y'all to understand how real the shit has gotten. Me and Babe were out by the airport. Talking, ooh, okay. At the gas station waiting on a lift. And, um... Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sitting there, bitch. And this Mercedes truck Mm. Was getting their gas pumped, right? Mm-hmm. Bitch, in 2.5 seconds, all you heard was, Skirt! Bitch, when I tell you, them motherfuckers pulled off with the pump still attached and drove off into the sunset. Wait, so they didn't pay for the gas Bit- at all? No! I'm talking about it was something they out of... Ripped the, they ripped the hose? They ripped the hose, bitch. I'm talking about it was something out of a movie. The fucking gas attendant, because you're in, if you don't know, in Jersey, you can't pump your own gas. You sure can't. Bitch, I'm talking about the attendant with a fucking stick chasing after them, like, that whole thing. It was... In, I had never seen anything like that in my life. Shit is real. You gas know- is like $5 a gallon. Do you not think that they didn't take a picture of that plate? Because my thing is this. What you 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 don't think that you're about to get caught because you are driving down the interstate. Only with one of them. With a fuel 
with the fuck <laughs> you holes in your shit. And like, you better be glad none of the uh, actual gas decided to come uh, opposite that, way. That I, that I don't get it. I, I don't get I, it. I, I, I just had it. to think about that for a second. Like, wait, so I just thought about it. You're driving and it's like a hose that could be leaking fuel as you're speeding up. <laughs> this is why I always say sisters, but so common. <laughs> and, and it ain't that common because girls don't have it. The girls, I, I was like, child, get your life in your Mercedes's truck. Do what you got to do. But back to Uber and Lyft. I I get it. Bitch, times is hard. <laughs> <laughs> times is hard. It is what the fuck it is. Get your fucking coin, sis. Like, you going to be driving us around. Surcharge me for your gas. It's $5 a gallon. Shit is rough. And I need to get somewhere. Because all of y'all that's about to complain and talk shit. What else are you going to do, sis? What you gonna do? Seriously. How you gonna get to where you need to get? So. All right. As, well, this is about to close our scroll one because I saved this topic for last. Uh, the girls, we love a game called uh, Step Into the DMs. Okay. All right. This is a case of when stepping into the DMs goes completely wrong. Oh, shit. That's, Who did it? That's right, girls. You got to be careful who's the you're sliding into because, um, mm, well, there's an actor by the name of Hope saying it right, um, Kalan Walker. Okay. Who is currently facing a life sentence. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Did not see this going there. What the fuck happened? So this comes from High97.com. I want you to understand something. Okay. Kalan's rape charge is officially in motion. Multiple women ages 16 to 22 accused Walker of sexual abuse. He was arrested in 2018 and charged with nine counts of felony sexual assault. The Jasmine brand points out the Superfly actor appeared in Los Angeles County courtroom today, which was March 8th. He reportedly pled not guilty to six counts of forcible rape, two of these relating to minors. Two counts of rape by intoxicating substance, unlawful intercourse with a minor, sexual penetration by force, and other felonies connected to 11 alleged victims. If convicted, he's facing life. Walker's sexual assault claims date back to 2013, according to TJB, the Jasmine brand, abbreviated. At LA Times report his alleged victims were aspiring models. The victims allegedly told police that Walker contacted them through social media for a, a modeling opportunity. The women said that they met Walker alone. He then sexually assaulted them. Child. Again. Lord help the children. Just help it. Because the children need help. I, I'm i glad they caught him. I'm glad he going his ass to jail. But you motherfuckers have got to get a grip. There's no reason why. Y- y'all didn't learn from Robert? No. Of course the fuck not. It's all linking back to Robert somehow. But y'all didn't learn from Robert? Y'all didn't? Why are you going to this man's hotel room by yourself? Mm-mm. Oh, he's an actor. Da-da-da-da. I mean, and, and and not for nothing. Let's okay. So let's let's backpedal just a little bit because in no way are we victim shaming. No, we're not. We're not gonna do that. We're not. We're not gonna at do all. that. That is not the thing because that is not. No, we're not doing that at all. But I think what friend is trying to say is, I want everyone, male female, trans, non-binary, whoever, be very wary about these niggas. 
Exactly. Because there are too many people out here that are unhinged, that have too much going on mentally, that we cannot see at first glance, Mm -hmm. that we just got to be careful about. People's out here doing really crazy shit. And I don't I don't want to see anybody else coming up missing. I don't want I don't want anybody else to have to go through any trauma that will stick with them for life. Fuck all that shit. Like, as much as you possibly can, because there are a lot of people that are out here that are narcissistic, mon- diabolical, and will try their best that that will go t- the distance to try to manipulate and like rape and do all these crazy things to you, but vet these motherfuckers. Fuck all. Of, trust no one. Okay, first of all, let's let, let's backpedal here. I never, in any way, shape, or form, uh, any way, shape, or form, intend to victim shame. But I more so want us all to also understand. We've seen this play out before too, mm-hmm. and we unfortunately know the ending to all of them. And it's never nine times out of ten pleasant. So if you decide you want to go on a blue check hunt, let me help you out, sis. Y'all meet in a public place. Period. Period. If it leads to the two of y'all going ahead and going and do the do, y'all you're consenting. That's okay. Yes. But other than that, Mm-mm. please don't public Mm-mm. place. No. Public place. We me down at the Sizzler, bitch. We not doing this. Okay. We can, get, we can meet for dinner. That's it. And That's, you're gonna pay. You are, and I'm bringing and I'm bringing someone with me. How about it? So you got two plates to pay for. Two, not one. We're, two. we're not. You got it. You got it. You, I mean, hello. You a celebrity? You in a movie? You got money? You got money? We're not doing this with you. We sure ain't. So I decided to trigger friend enough, but I decided to really trigger him because I decided to bring back what's trending. Mm-hmm. Now. <laughs> I personally <laughs> saved something from Squidward See, he already on bullshit, y'all. He already on bullshit. What is it? Why are you so upset? Because, bitch, you about to, you're about to do the things. And I don't want it. I don't want it. Why Send not? it. No, it's, it's, return. It's too small. It won't fit. It's sad. <laughs> it's too small. It won't fit. That's right. Mm-mm. No. There's questions that will be asked later. It's not my size. Anywho. <laughs> I have three things for what's trending. I normally only have one, but today it's been a jam-packed day. Okay. All right. So I'm going to trigger Frank first. Mm. And I'm going to play something that I'm sure he's not seen yet. Mm. Uh, remember how at one point this was like a pitched reality show idea? Bitch. <laughs> Bitch. Uh-uh. Because if this is what I think it is. Have you seen it? Have you seen if this is what the fuck I think it is. Oh, God. All right. All right. All right. Let All me right. gather myself. All right. So, a long time ago on the Twitterlands, they have been pitching for this bad boy's flipping style. Oh, girl, that's even worse. Oh, shit. Okay. They have been pitching for this shit forever, and the community is so divided on this. Like, when I say divided, the children are divided. And it's time for your input, friend. It's too late. You signed up. You're here. Fuck, here we go. 
That's right. I'm going to find it in the notes real quick because <laughs> I was literally like, oh, we got to save this. This is some fucking bullshit. I just want to say for the record that I cannot be held accountable for the things that are about to come out of my esophagus about this bullshit because I can't. All right. I'm going to play it. This is coming from Baller Alert and I'm just going to let it play up just a moment. That's a bad boy. <laughs> Bitches, is you mad boy? <laughs> Of course it's on fucking Zeus. Girl! Oh, bitch! Alright, pause it! Uh -uh. Uh Uh-uh. 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 Alright, so... Oh my god. I had to show him, y'all. I had to show him because I already knew he didn't see it and I held it as long as I could. It oh, it gets worse. So let's cause I, I can't. No, no, it gets worse. They start I, I bet, but we're not I mm, we're just gonna we're just gonna stop it right that. there. I've because <laughs> girl. Alright, so <laughs> first of all, ooh. I know that y'all couldn't see it, and for those of you that have seen it, <laughs> all right, Andrew Caldwell, girl, I li- as soon as I saw Andrew Caldwell, I'm like, here the fuck we go, here the fuck we go. Are we serious, right? Andrew Caldwell, mm-hmm. Milan Christopher. Oh, girl. And it, let me be perfectly clear when I say, oh, girl, to Milan Christopher, because I don't want anyone to think, oh, he has an issue with Milan Christopher. I have an issue with him consistently wanting clout or credit for, quote unquote, being the first gay everything. And it's like, yes, you've accomplished a lot, but if you have to, oh, every chance that you get, I'm the first gay this, I'm the first gay that, da 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 and I love how on this show, all of a sudden, you want to rep where you from in Chicago, but then you turn it around and saying, there's no security here. This gate is wide open. Why are you running for, why are you playing pussy now? Listen, I, <laughs> like, why are we playing pussy now? I really want to know. I have questions. Me and Milan were in ballroom together. I know Milan. It is what it is. Milan Christopher, and then... Fucking real Mr. Where the Money Resides himself. I'm actually and that's here. just three. I'm here for real. I'm here for real. Just to see what's gonna come from that because that whole Nola vibe, I'm interesting. I'm interested. If you just, know Nola Men the way I kind of believe I know Nola Men, he ain't with the shits at no, all. No, not at all. He's gonna not at all. fight. But, <laughs> and then Kirk Franklin's son. I think that was a gag of all gags to find out that that boy was gay. I was like, wait. But you know what? But no, not for nothing. People were already speculating after the whole ordeal popped up with the whole video and all this other bullshit anyway. Oh, he so, gets into, he also, did, not to spoil it, he does get into his father's stance on his sexuality. Go. Which, mm-hmm. he gets into it. Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm just gonna wrap my shit in white light and give it away like this. A lot of people have been trying to get... First of all, Zeus Network is messy. 
Zeus network is messy as fuck. It's another thing that happened with that involves Zeus, but we're not going to get into it right this second. Zeus network is messy because Zeus comes with some real messy shit. Um, because the girls that are watching J- J- Jocelyn's Cabaret that have been trying to get me to watch it, I don't want to do it because I feel like my brain will ooze out of my eardrums. This Bad Boys Club shit is the prime example of trash TV that I don't think I'm going to be able to avoid. <laughs> because... The crazy part is you had the girls online saying that this is a bad representation of the community. But it's a reality. Okay, so now that you said that, Mm -hmm. this is my thing. While I understand that there are certain things that we don't want to be put out into the atmosphere because we don't want to be viewed in a bad light. I'm using quotation marks. Mm Mm-hmm. If we gonna be real, we gonna be real. This because is, the girls be girling, and this is a reality when it comes to the gay community. Like everyone wants this this fairy tale of the community displayed for television. No, bitch. Because as soon as the weather breaks, you bitches will be down in the Ville or Christopher Street scrapping like y'all don't know each other's. Names. If you're back in Chicago, you in Boys Town, bitch. You on motherfucking South Shore. You at motherfucking Jackson Park, girl. Y'all doing the things. It is a reality. So as much as we don't like it, it's just real. It's real. Unfortunately, you have those girls that believe they're that girl. They live to fight. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know, as if we're going back to elementary school yes. and everyone needs to see. I had my own reserved issues with Bad Girls Club. Yes. So to see Bad Boys Los Angeles and see this trailer, I'm like, first of all, Andrew Caldwell has been trolling the girls for years talking about he's straight. Forever. But that's a that's a conversation for another show. It's a smart bitch though. I mean <laughs> Yeah, but at the same time, he said in a clip that you didn't see was him and Rel going at it. And he was like, oh, you can't take this. He was like, oh, you can't say, uh, basically something along the lines of what he was wearing. And he was like, oh, Rihanna didn't send that to you. And one of the girls online, online said, actually, she did send it to him. <laughs> like, oh, do you want me to call Rihanna? Everybody said that. It was like, call her. He don't have her number. I'm like, I'm sorry, but this is the kind of mess I would love to see Roland Ray on. I'm sorry. I would- I'm sure he will be on, on season two. Because I need y'all to get it. This show, we are talking shit, but from me. From me. Marlon, personally. I'm gonna fucking watch it. I, I, I am. I, I am. I'm just gonna let y'all know. Zeus can have my little $5 back. She can have my little $5 for this one. Because it's, it's, it's gonna be... it. Uh, it's I love trash sometimes. So we we all a love little trash. It's it's a healthy medium. We do. We it's do. a healthy medium. Mm. Like that doesn't mean I'm choosing violence every day. That's it. Just when this bitch comes on. That's it. <laughs> That's that, it. Child, she about to be some. Oh my god. It's, it's about to be mess city. You hear me? Twitter is about to be on, on fire. fire. <laughs> <laughs> She's about to be on fire. It's Twitter crazy. is about to be that girl. It's gonna be crazy, real. and I can't. The Twitter is about to seriously be that girl when I, this is I on. can't. It's about to be a mess. All right, so let's go into t- subject two and our trending topics. Mm-hmm. So the Proud family apparently has stirred some backlash. Really? If you haven't seen the reboot, I suggest you watch. What is she on again? Disney? Disney Plus. 
Of course. Don't worry, friend. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll work it out. We'll work no, it out. No, I got it. But I'm just saying we boycott Disney because they don't enable shit with the gays. But anyway. You know, mm-hmm. so in the show, there's a lot of modern stuff that goes on. Mm-hmm. And they have a lot of beauty influencers. And they went into, like, the male beauty influencers. Yes. So this woman from on Facebook had the nerve to go on a rant. And her name is Juju Israel on Facebook. Say their names. Yes. Juju Israel. (laughs) And it says, okay, exclamation mark. When I tell you they're coming for the children, I'm not freaking around. Proud Family Louder and Prouder is a cartoon that promotes homosexuality to children. They They have a married couple, two dads episode that had them kiss twice. Then the makeup boy episode where there's a makeup influencer that you that is you guessed it a boy. Then they have Michael, the friend that isn't a, that isn't even a regular on the show, walking around in pink and purple, styling everyone. Just one of the girls, basically how they're trying to portray it. I hate Boylan if you have to. Yeah, so I hate Boylan if you have children and don't want them to be influenced by this foolishness so I strongly suggest not allowing them to watch Disney Plus unsupervised rant over in the hashtag y'all know this gets me a special kind of triggered <laughs> because bitch stop trying to erase us stop. let's start there number two We have been screaming from the mountaintops. Gay is not contagious, bitch. You either are if you're you either are or you aren't. Trans is not contagious. Non-binary is not contagious. Bitch, either you are or you're not. Stop trying to police your children's lives. You have no control, bitch. Just because they came out of your nuts and vagina does not mean that you get to mold them into what you want them to be. No matter how much you try to restrict, um, reboot, motherfucking take away all of this bullshit. If your child is homosexual, transgender, non-binary, queer, or anything else, there is nothing you can do to stop it. So stop trying to take this away from children as if it is a problem. Number two, bitch, these cartoons are not having people come on screen and fuck each other in front of your kids. Stop, because... All this shit goes back to y'all and y'all homophobia and trying to make it seem like the world is trying to pressure your kids into being gay. Bitch, if your child is straight, they don't give a fuck. It's not going to change their minds. So just cut the shit out. Just fucking stop. My issue is this. And I said this once, and I'm going to reiterate it again. We grew up. Okay, we saw nothing but a heteronormative come, around come on, us. Frank, give it to me. Give it to we me. We saw nothing. We give saw nothing but straight people kiss, make out, go into love triangles, be confused as fuck, and not know what the fuck they want. And here our gay asses are here today. I said this before, but it's something to be said when you really want to police your child's life. True. If the already preconceived notion, or even 
the idea that I might be attracted to the same sex is already there. There's nothing television can do to stop it at that point. Nothing! Stop allowing a television set or radio or even social media to raise your child. Oh my God. If you were involved in your child's life, this would not be a strange strange thing to look at. If you don't want them to watch, then fine. Yes, I agree. Supervise them on Disney+. Plus. But also supervise yourself and getting educated to understand that you might not have a child that's going to be heterosexual. Thank you. And the children of today are actually a little more vocal about being bi and pansexual. Hello. They're not going to hide it and from you. And non-binary and transgender. And I live for all the children. Tell all, you. The, all the kids. Because guess what? They have a level of bravery that we were not allowed to have at their ages. Thank you. They have the outlets to be themselves. Do you know at their age, I was fearing being jumped walking home from school? Say that. Do you not understand that I had a fear of being outed and then being jumped in school? Do you not, unless you've lived this life, you can't tell us how we should react to stuff like this. We've lived this life for over 30 years. And contrary to belief, I had nothing but straight people around me and I'm still gay to this day. Period. Bitch, like, at the end of the day, girl. Like, it's 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 reminding me of high school over again. Every single time we get here is someone that says something ignorant in regards to sexuality and it leads us back to the conversation. That's it. It always leads us right Back here, and it just goes to show how you all are driven by religious dogma, how you all are driven by just bigotry and bullshit every fucking time. And I have to say this one more time, and I'm gonna jump off my soapbox on this shit, on this shit, because I know we are far into this episode, mm-hmm. bitch. <laughs> I just, who is so fucking annoying, bitch? Come on now. You cannot dictate what your children are going to become. You can't. You just can't do it. And furthermore, we in the LGBTQ plus community are not sexual deviants. Huh. Y'all show your y'all sh- you show your hand every time this shit comes up because y'all always talking about oh they kissed on screen, oh they pushing this narrative on our kids. No, bitch, because if you want to talk about that, then talk about all the movies that you allow your children to watch that has straight sex in it. Because that's pushing a narrative as well, if you want to use that as an example. Bitch, stop letting your children watch all the cartoons that they love, where the girl and the boy are boyfriend and girlfriend, and they sneak a kiss or they run off and hug each other in a corner somewhere, because that's deviance too, bitch. That's a narrative as well. So just stop it. If you're going to do that, if you're going to say that, do it across the board. Don't be trying to single gay people out, because all that is is you showing your hand and saying that you are a bigot, you are a homophobe, and that you are against LGBTQ people, period. Cut your shit. Cut it. Because if you're concerned about the kids, be concerned about the kids. Be concerned about the fact that you literally have an issue. And this is where I promise you the double standard works against us. You you do not have an issue with your kids seeing two women. You don't have an issue with them seeing two women. But you randomly have (laughs) such an issue when it just so happens to be two men. But... That's not natural. That's not the way of the Lord. Meanwhile, you ain't been to church except for Easter and a funeral. 
Make it make sense, love. I'm, I'm off it because we'll be. Oh, don't worry, don't worry, because I got the next one. So apparently, this is actually a thing now. Are you here for permanent daylight savings time? I'm sorry, what? Yeah, apparently I'm the only one that keeps up with the news. <laughs> so apparently, children, this is actually a story that's less than 24 hours ago. And it says as following, this is a tweet coming from a senator. His name is Ed Markey. He said today the Senate voted to make daylight savings time permanent. That means no more switching clocks and no more daylight hours to spend outside after school and work. Now, I call on my colleagues in the House of Representatives to enlighten and pass the Sunshine Protection Act. Now, the Sunshine Protection Act has already been passed through the House. It still has to go through Senate, and then from there it goes to Biden's desk. But it's already been passed by the House to make daylight savings, to make it permanent. You know what's funny? What's that? I was just thinking when Daylight Savings Time came, when was that, last week? It was last week. Mm-hmm. Um, about how we have the audacity. The tenacity. The, the, to say that bitch on this day, we're going to change the time. We're going to change the time. We're going to switch it all around, bitch. It's springtime, so we're going to spring forward, and we're going to lose an hour. I remember this shit was in April before. And I was like, Hello, and I'm like, they all death. Humans have the nerve, bitch. To control time. To, like, be, and, th- and that's why this is very interesting to me because it's like, y'all just decided to do this? We have other things to worry about. Just like how, thankfully, they halted that whole investigation of, trans- of parents of transgender children in Texas. They worry about everything, because Lizzo said it perfectly. We worry about everything except what's important. We have a whole war going on overseas, and we're worried about daylight savings time. Worry about trans children. Worry about all these things that don't mean a sh- that don't mean shit. We have to go through this. Not important. Not important. Nothing that's gonna change. That's gonna save the world. Nothing that's gonna save us from t- from everything as we know it. You know, I just got three letters and we can step off of this. W-O-W, bitch. Wow. And with that being said, children, we are going to go ahead. That wraps up my half of today's show. We're going to refill these cups and we will be right what? Back. Back. All right. And we're back. Uh, I did forget one thing and it's very important that we talk about this real quick and then we can go right into Marlon's pot. Uh, This week we did lose Tracy Braxton. So if you guys do not know, that literally was my favorite Braxton. Mm -hmm. She was the most relatable Braxton and it was so sad to hear that she passed from cancer at the age of 50. Our hearts and prayers go out to the Braxton family because that was a loss. And I was not prepared that for was my a girl. Big hit. That it was because no one was expecting it, and she had been fighting for over a year, and mm-hmm. that and she did it privately. So again, this episode is for Tracy. Okay. Fuck cancer. Fuck that whole cancer. She could suck a dick, and not in no pleasurable way. Either. No. And with that being said, we're gonna scroll right back into the show. That's right. So. 
We are back. The cups are refilled, and y'all know what time it is. The pot is boiling. It is time for Marlon to stir this pot. Hold and up. What kind of spoon? It's first of all, I got a ladle today, bitch. You got a what? A ladle. This bitch. Oh, is, we we got. Oh, oh wow. It, it's a pot. Today. Oh, oh, come on in. I got the green pot out today. Oh no. Oh no. He didn't know I was recording. It's fine. Um, we got the green pot out today, and it is going down. So, just to give you guys some context on what's going on today, I have some really healthy and heavy stick-to-your-stomach materials in the pot today. Um, So, we're going to get a little deep today because I have been, y'all know I'll be on my reflective shit sometimes, and sometimes we need to talk about some deep shit. Okay. So we're, I, so we're going inward today. We are going inward today. And okay. we're going to talk about some things that affect us as people that are living in the times that we are living in right now. Okay. So uh, I want to start off by talking about survival. Okay. So many will say that this generation is too soft, mm-hmm. too sensitive, things trigger us entirely too much. Everyone gets rewarded to little for little to nothing. You know what I'm saying? I know that a lot of us have heard this sentiment specifically from, I mean, even people that have grown up in our age range, people that are elders, a lot of people have this sentiment. But I wanted to know, do you agree with this sentiment? How do you feel about people that think that we're just too sensitive right now? <laughs> <laughs> Talk about it. Come on, friend. <laughs> See, he. this is why I didn't read his half of the notes. Ooh, wow, not the sip, though. I love when people love to say that we're, in, that we're too sensitive. Mm-hmm. When, when they held on to their feelings, it drove them insane. Wow. But we're too sensitive. Woo! Talk about it. We're too sensitive. We own our emotions. We own that we're human and that we're not perfect and that we fall short most of the time. Mm. So I find it utterly hilarious that we're too sensitive. Mm-hmm. When their version of therapy was to drink their pain away and then go cry to Jesus about it. But- With no type of therapy, no type of resolution, nothing in pocket. Woo! But just struggle and more oppression. But yet, me owning my feelings and saying how the fuck I feel offends you that much? Fuck you thrifely. This bitch is shaking the table. Come on. Absolutely, friend. I, I have to... Agree wholeheartedly because the difference between this generation, my generation, and yours, because I feel like your generation really spearheaded and sparked this revolution of self-awareness, finding and bringing forth the facts. Mm Mm-hmm. And no longer hiding behind trauma and despair. No one has time for it. Because when you really sit back and think about it, you hold on to that trauma and it builds up in you. And it creates nothing but more issues and more 
it creates nothing but more problems. Yes, absolutely. And holding on to trauma is unhealthy. Most of the time, we love to ignore the signs that something is that something or someone is not for us, mm-hmm. but we stay out of comfort and familiar, uh, familiarity. Right. I hope I'm sa- tripping over my tongue a little bit. Y'all already know what it is. Shut up, hoes. <laughs> <laughs> but we stay out of, in that for routine, but the older generation will never understand us because of the fact that we grew up in different times. Like, my best friend and I talk about this all the time. Mm -hmm. We grow up in different times. We grew up in a time where we were not taught how to thrive. We were taught to just survive. Yeah. So, the only thing that we're taught as adults now is keep a job, make sure your bills are paid, and that's it. Mm -hmm. They never told us the part where it's more so when you reach the middle of your life, you start thinking longevity, like, what do I really want to do? Is this job going to really get us to anything? These are things that we think about. So when they say that we're too sensitive, no, we're just more in tune with ourselves to know when something ain't going to work out for us, someone ain't going to work out for us, or it's just going to lead to nothing but a dead end. Yes, and something that I really appreciate about the times that we live in right now is that I have learned a lot, not only about my own emotional and mental health, Mm -hmm. but the things that go along with that that were ingrained in me as a child coming up into the man that I am today. Mm -hmm. Like, we came from an era where we were told and saw our parents... Working to the bone. Mm-hmm. Like, I gotta keep this job. I gotta keep food on the table. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. And this era has really taught me a lot about bitch. Take your days off because if you drop dead today, your position they're gonna will replace be you t- tomorrow. Tomorrow. Hell, in some instances, it's posted the same day. Exactly. Bitch, they're not going to see you no flowers. They're not going to put nothing on your, on your funeral services. They're not going to reach out to your family. They're not going to do shit. And you could literally pass out on the clock and die. And that's it. This era has taught me a lot about understanding your own personal wealth and health as well. Mm-hmm. Because before this time, I don't think that I ever really thought about what it means when certain things are happening within me. Like, I didn't think about, like, bitch, when you feeling down and you feeling exhausted that it's okay to take a break. We're not taught that. You know, we're not taught that sometimes you, bitch, use your PTO and take that mental health day when you wake up and you you ready to go before you even leave the house. That's the sign for you not to go in that day. That's it. Like, mental exhaustion, mental health is so fucking important in so many avenues in our life and I feel like I'm honored to be alive and an adult around this time to be able to grasp that information because when I was younger we would not talk that bitch you got to go to work every day that you are on the schedule bitch and then sometimes you need to go in on your day off because you got bills to pay the funny thing for me honestly is learning certain things like one and this is for the younger listeners that listen to us or even those that might be our age and don't know these things when you call out a word you do not have to give a reason as to why you're calling out but you never have to give a reason you don't owe it you can just say i'm not coming in today is there a reason why no 
There's no reason why I'm not going to be able to make it in today. You don't have to hear, oh, but we need... That's not my problem. I'm telling you, I can't make it. I don't have to go into explanation as to why. Baby, prepare the others has been the funniest and most real shit I've heard all year long. Prepare the others. Let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something. Okay? Yo. I've literally worked jobs where they tried to tell me that I could not take my time. Had I known what I know now, I'd be like, uh, it's fine. Don't worry. I'll just get on the phone with human resources and have a conversation. Period. Because I'm not going to argue with you. I'm no. not going back and forth. You have to know your rights as an employee, especially when it comes to surviving. We have come out of the past two years has been nothing but traumatic at its best. Oh. So if you need time to readjust, to literally get back to a sense of yourself that you lost in these two years, mm-hmm. to feel alive, do whatever the fuck you need to do. But don't let that motherfucking nine to five make you feel guilty for putting your damn self first, bitch. Not at all, bitch, because again, you are expendable. You are not. You don't have a name with corporate. You have a number. Bitch, you are not special. You ain't. You are not. No matter how much you, how much work you do, no matter how much you excel, bitch, they will find another one like you, if not better than you. So take your time. Do what you got to do to do for self, and make sure that you are okay. Because if you don't, they won't. They definitely won't. No one else will. What's up? Right so, it makes me, and I'm following this same train of thought, okay. I want to talk about this. Do you think that having the mentality mm-hmm. that doing your best is enough is damaging or empowering? Which one do you think that is? Because, like, we have entered an age where we have gotten away from work yourself to the bone. It doesn't matter what's going on. You just got to keep going. All of that shit to now we have really gotten into the space where people are, as we've been discussing, more mentally aware. And we've gotten into this era where we are letting people know, hey, do your best because that is enough. Let me tell you something. I have a theory behind that. You ain't ready for it. So right, come sip, on. sip your cup. Give it to me. So I think it's efficient as fuck and I'm going to tell you why. Hmm. So, these jobs feel as if they pay you a certain amount per hour. And if your desk fits into the tax bracket of your pay rate per hour, <laughs> then baby, guess what? <laughs> you did the best you can. I know that's the fuck you right. You did the best you can. Exactly. Fuck them hoes. Let me tell you something. These places, especially when you get to higher than just an entry-level position, you really start to see how much these places really don't give a a flying fuck about you. Mm. You are literally in rotation. Oh, good. We can start getting rid of them. Start plotting, basically making their lives hell so we can get rid of them and replace them with someone that we can pay cheaper. That is real. That's what it is. That is real. That's what it is. Yes. And I, I, I share the same sentiment. I feel like I think that it is very empowering because it gives us it gives us back the authority over our lives that people try to take away from us in every situation that we go through every day. <gasps> because motherfuckers will try to take away your authority over your life at every given turn. They will try to make you feel like what you're doing is not enough and that you have to do more in order to get to this goal post that they are setting for you. 
people are always moving the goalposts with, with us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anything outside of yourself. Motherfuckers is always like, oh, you got to work hard. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to boom, 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 boom to get to this space. And then you find yourself breaking your back to get to that space. And then you get there and they're like, yay, you made it. Here's a glass of water so you can go a little bit further. Mm-hmm. Bitch, what? Mm-hmm. Nobody got time for this bullshit. In the job that I'm in right now, I realize that there is not a lot of room for advancement in my position. That's a conversation. And where I am and the type of work that I do is very for the community. Mm -hmm. And the girls will say that I need to coddle and cater to people and I need to go above and beyond. And bitch, y'all don't give me enough money for that. No. While I care for the people that I work with, I'm not going to work harder than you. And you're going to pay me my X amount of money per hour, regardless, as long as I'm doing this work. So y'all going to get that and that alone. And that's going to be it. Because where am I going from here unless I go somewhere else? I'm a firm believer in paying for what you, for paying, getting for what you paid for. Hmm. So if I already completed said job description. Stop asking me to do extra. Bitch, because are you giving me the coin for the extra? And if you're not, girl, you can wrap her up in white light and give her away because I'm not doing it. I'm not doing extra. No. no. I'm not going to do your job for you. Let's just talk about it. Bitch. Because that's exactly what Bitch. I'm top. I am not doing your job for you. We're not going to do that. We're not. Mm-mm. 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 I got things to do. I have my own life. And if you can't plan yours accordingly, sis, that is not my problem. You need to worry about your life and your career. Because apparently you're not time managing well. Instead of sitting here clocking me and seeing what time I came into work and how long my lunch breaks are. Right. Bitch, pay attention to your clock. Pay attention to your clock. Exactly. Pay attention to your task. Instead of sitting here writing memo tasks of everything that someone else did wrong, maybe you need to keep one for yourself so you know when you find sh- fall short in your position. Hello, bitch, because where the fuck was your antenna when you needed to know that this shit was needed to be done? Fuck that shit. Uh-uh. Anybody got time for it? So, with those things in mind, Sorry. my next question becomes... Okay. My next question. So, so much of the things that are going on are new in the sense that they are happening today, but we've never experienced them, right? So, like, shit like this pandemic is something that you or I hasn't... We've never experienced anything like this. We've never really experienced a war like the war that's going on right now. We haven't experienced this level of racism and bigotry that's going on right now. We've never experienced a lot of this shit. And this... A lot of things that are going on right now are so new, but there's a lot of stuff socially going on that is in our ears telling us that we have to be a certain way and a certain thing in order to survive in this world. Mm. And the silent whispers of social media, of the social world as a whole, y'all might not think that it's affecting you but it it is it is forming your every step so i guess my first question is are we being too hard on ourselves considering the current climate 
No, I think I don't think we are. I think that we're treating it as if it's minimal. So let uh, allow me to elaborate here a little bit better. So when I say we treat it as if it's minimal, we treat it as if it's not of importance or it's not as big as it actually is. It's kind of like we become numb, right? So because we've been through so much in two years, we've become numb to everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why does the people? Why don't people care about this? Because we have so much shit. On our plates, mm-hmm. that how can I find time to care about this? Right. How can I find time to do all these things? And not saying that they're not important or they hold less value, but bitch, I want overload over here. Hello. What the fuck? We at war. Gas prices going the fuck up. We still in a pandemic that they trying to turn into an endemic. <laughs> it's a lot that we're going through as a people right now, as a society. That is a lot. Yeah. We're going through a lot right now. So if you need a minute to to go through self-care, if you need to go speak to somebody, then you do what you need to do. Yeah. But, okay, so let me ask you this. So something that I've noticed in these times is that if Miss Rona ain't taught us nothing or shown us anything, mm-hmm. she has really pushed forward the narrative that we spoke about before, which is, bitch, fuck the job. Fuck that. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Fred wants to go in. Oh, shit. Let me tell you something about this fuck this job. Let me tell you something. <laughs> fuck that job. Let me tell you why. Because during the pandemic, I'm going to remind y'all, the peak of the pandemic back in 2020. Talk about it. My ass, I said it on the show before. My ass was on a train. And we both commute to New York at a certain point. Hello. So you already know the path train at 8 o'clock in the morning is always, you can't find nowhere to sit, let alone stand. I used to have whole subway cars to myself. Bitch could lay across all of the seats periodically throughout my entire commute. And literally people were spaced out. We were risking our lives. The girls would not even stand in front of you, let alone sit next to you. We were risking our lives yes. every day for jobs that were like, oh, well, fuck you, bitch. Yes. We don't, we, now, thanks to this pandemic, we don't have enough uh, money to keep the manpower. So guess what? You could go. You could go. We're going to shut down. We're going to reduce headcount. So we're going to start to decide who the fuck we want here and who we don't. That's it. Because we need it in order to operate. That job already told you fuck you before you even knew they had said fuck you, bitch. Mm. They had said it. They already knew they were going to have loyal people that were still going to come in. Do you know those subway trains were full of black and brown people? Do you know? And it wasn't sure. like they actually had positions where they could work from home. They had service level positions where they physically still had to go into the building. Bitch, let me tell you something. <laughs> Fuck that job. Listen. Because they knew the same person that's directing you to go in sat in the comfort of their fucking living room on a laptop and a cell phone that's while it. you risk your life every day. That is Fuck it. that job. That is it. If they fire you, guess what? Like we had just said, there's a position open for you. Somewhere Your position is already open. There's already people in consideration and they already looking at resumes. And the girls need bodies, so don't let nobody ever tell you that you can't, that it's not going to happen or it's going to take too long. Because the bitches now is just like, girl, the girls, the girls have figured it out, bitch. And also on top of that, guess what? Now that every now that everything is starting to come to an end, all the girls are going to apply in the job. So guess who's about to start acting brand new? Mm. Oh, well, we reviewed some things and, well, unfortunately, we're going to have to let you go. Hmm. Because they found people that actually could make, that they could pay less than you. Very true. Put you on game. 
that they can pay less than that part yeah i just want us to and and something else that i wanted to touch on a little bit mm-hmm. um because i felt this pressure as well <sighs> in all of this there has been a surge in entrepreneurship hello and while i believe that that's great it is fantastic and i love to see my people venture off into starting their own businesses and bringing us new ideas and fresh things from their perspective. I want to say this. Everybody is not fit to be an entrepreneur. Talk about the things. And the tail end of that is that's okay. Because I don't know if you all ever heard the term too many chiefs and not enough Indians. Mm-hmm. Everybody can't be a boss. Some people got to be an employee first. Well, mm-hmm. Because I, I need y'all to understand that bosses need supporters. They're people that are going to work for them. So don't feel because I felt the pressure of well, what are you doing? Do you have your own business? Like what are you going to like? Are you going to start your own thing? Are you going to do your own thing? And it's like I'm not really interested in that. Mm-hmm. I could possibly, but right now my focus is not on entrepreneurship. And I feel like these times now have really like, in showing us fuck that job, it has turned into, well, what are you doing with your life and what what business are you starting? Okay, so here's the thing. I want all of us to take the pressure off of feeling as if you have to have everything together. (laughs) When... I started when I started this I did not know what I was doing from a can of paint at all y'all been if you've been a loyal listener since day one you know the trenches that we have been through together you are not going to ever have every answer for everything that you go through in life but the one thing is that you can take from it is the fact that you fucking try that's it you have people that go into entrepreneurship and they believe instantly, oh, it's going to be all good. I'm going to just make this money. You didn't put forth any um, actual research in regards to a business plan, mm-hmm. in regards to marketing. You didn't do a soft launch to see how successful you would be. You have to do these things in order to understand, yes, I could work for myself, but and a part of taking the risk is understanding there are certain steps that have to be followed. Yes. And it's a process to be to owning a business. Trust me, it's not as easy as it looks. <laughs> Trust when I tell you. Especially when you're still building everything, it's going to look bleak. But at the same token, don't let someone try and discourage you from doing it. Nothing beats a failure but a try. If you know automatically that, hey, I have this idea for business and I've been going to bed with it for a while, I've been doing my research, then go for it. But if you have not done any research, you haven't even gotten your feet wet in the field, but you keep on talking about, I want to run a business, don't. Because nine times out of ten, your business is going to fail because you didn't put forth any type of prep into making sure that shit was successful. Go off, friend. Give give the girls the give the girls the knowledge, bitch. That's what like, listen. I just I had to put that out there because, again, like just watching the world turn and how things have been developing and turning over and all this bullshit. Just know that your your spot in this world is important, no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. No matter if you're an entrepreneur, no matter if you are a worker bee, your spot matter. 
All of us matter. Let's be clear about something. This is in no way, shape, or form to shame anyone that decides they want to work a nine to five. No. No way, shape, or form. Because I worked my nine to five, bitch. Okay, let's be all the way clear. We don't shame anybody for deciding they want to do a nine to five. Entrepreneurship is not for everybody. We know this. No. It's it, but then you have those people like myself that prefer if I if the opportunity arises, I'd rather work from a damn self. I know that's right. <laughs> I'm mad. Because baby the way these jobs have been going literally since the beginning of all of this, I'm like, baby, I need to make this more reality. Hello. Because I ain't trying to do this shit again. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all, and that concludes the star in the pot, but I have a new segment, ladies wow. and germs. Yes. This is a little ditty I like to call Burning My Biscuits. The name. The name. Yes, Burning My Biscuits. We done start this pot, bitch, but I forgot the goddamn biscuits was in the oven because some shit done pissed me off. And this week, we're going to do Burning My Biscuits, the gay edition. Because you gays do a lot, bitch. And y'all be burning my biscuits something terrible. And I don't fucking like it. So, friend. Mm-hmm. You know what burns my biscuits about the gays lately? What's burning your biscuit now? Shaming. I'm tired of it. The body shaming. The kink shaming. The bottom shaming. Ageism. STI shaming. Because it's a thing. Give it up. Turn it loose, bitch. We all fucking and some people catch shit. Stop talking about people and shaming them for going through shit because they're having sex. It happens. It happens. We're human. Shit happens. I am tired of the shaming. Y'all know we all gay, right? Mm-hmm. We're all gay. Mm-hmm. And without the other, you're not going to get what you want. You're not going to get that boyfriend you like. You're not going to get that piece of trade you want so bad. You are not going to get that ex you want to complain about. You're not going to get that dick you want, that ass you want. It's Stop the chaining. Because I, I, I've had enough. And it's something that's been going on so much in my queer life that I'm just like, girl, when are we going to stop this shit? When? When are you girls going to give it up, turn it loose, no in vogue, bitch? When are you going to fucking stop? Especially shit like my top two? No, top three. Fuck that. Three. Mm-hmm. Body shaming. Let's start there. Girl, Girl. <laughs> let's start with body shaming. First of all, I remember <laughs> there was this uh, stand-up comedy uh, program that used to come on Logo when she was really gay and she first started. Oh, meaning before she got whitewashed? Mm. And then uh, there was this comic named Alec Mappa who was really, really funny. I love, I love Alec Mappa. Yes, I love him to death. And he made this joke. Talking about living in L.A. He said, you know, yesterday I went to the gym because I'm gay and it's the law. (laughs) Bitch. (laughs) I need y'all to understand. Everybody is not supposed to be ripped to shreds. Everybody ain't gonna have a six pack. (laughs) And furthermore, everybody (laughs) don't want that. (laughs) And also, another little ditty for you girls. Here's a secret. Mm-hmm. That motherfucker that got the chest up to his motherfucking esophagus, a 12-pack of abdomen, a ass that you could bounce a nickel, a quarter, and a Susan B. Anthony off of, and those calves that can run you from here to the Appalachian, 
He don't want your skinny ass boo. He actually wants the big boy. Damn right. So while you talking about your good, good girlfriend that got the love handles and the pudge in the front and got the ass and all that other bullshit and got some titties, stop talking shit about your sis, boo, because that man that you've been eyeing is in her DMs. Sure is. And trust me, they want chest pics and all. They want it all, bitch. Like, stop this body shaming shit. There is somebody for everybody ho you don't have to hate on nobody you know monique said it best because you know this is for my big girls skinny bitches are evil skinny bitches have have always been evil i love my friends that are thin but identify with the struggle but skinny bitches are evil Mm -hmm. They need to be stopped. And destroyed. They need to be sanctioned. <laughs> they need their own platforms outside of ours in a compound where the gate is locked, bitch. Baby. Since y'all want to be obsessed with the gym and all of the steroids and all the people running back overseas that's deciding to get little surgeries and shit just to be appealing to y'all and that's no shade to anybody that want to get surgery. If that's what you want, by all means. But you don't have to belittle a big boy just to get what you want. No, bitch. You don't. Because like he just said, contrary to belief, those ripped boys that you see with the six packs and the ones that you chasing after, contrary to belief, he wants a big boy. Mm-hmm. You want to know why? Because guess what? He going to pound the fuck out of that big boy because the big boy can actually take it better than you can. And he's the one that, and the big boys are the ones that they love. They do. Period. They do. Period. We go through the same, the same shit y'all go through. Yes, just like you can't get a text back, neither can we. Hello. Just like you can't get a consistent fuck buddy, neither can we. Hello. Just like you can't find a nigga, neither can we. And neither can the ripped motherfucker because I want you. Here's a little experiment, sis. Let, 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 let's 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 pull over a little bit. Let me let me have y'all do this real quick. Think about all the ripped motherfuckers that you fantasize about on social media and abroad, mm-hmm. and then ask yourself. Where's they man at? <laughs> Just something to put in your put put in your hat, like. And contrary to belief, nine times out of ten, the man that they display on social media, they're looking for a third, and that's not to shame anybody. They're looking for a third, and nine times out of ten, that third is going to be somebody with a little weight on him. That's it. That's it. So body shaming number one, number two, mm-hmm. number two. Mm-hmm. Is this ageism shit. Bitch. (sighs) Let me tell y'all something. (laughs) 30 is not old. Neither is 40. Neither is 50. Until you make it to those points in your life. You're not old, bitch. you, you, You just don't. You don't understand the type of life that you live as you go along in your life. Bitch, I look back at my 20s. Bitch. And I'll be like... Trash years. Bitch, what the... What the trash what years. You, you weren't even... You thought you was doing something, didn't you? You really thought you were living. I call my 20s the trash years. Bitch, bitch. like, you don't even begin to really live and experience life on a level that is actually worth living until you get to your 30s. Because I didn't really wake up to what life had to offer and really mean until I got there. I promise you, I'm 34 and I'm just now starting to realize it's going close to 35. Bitch, I am 39 and I'm still like, there's more? (laughs) 
Like, it, I'm, you are still learning. You are still evolving. And I want y'all to let this shit go because you motherfuckers that walk around with this teeny bopper mentality and be like, oh, them old girls over there, them bitches in their 30s. Why are you still in the club? Why are you still do Bitch, because... I want to. I want to. I'm grown, bitch. And if it wasn't for me hitting the clubs in my 20s, you wouldn't be able to do the shit you're doing right now. If I hit the clubs in my 20s, bitch, let me tell you something. I, I, I literally had a conversation with my best friend uh, not too long ago. And... I said, the funny part is this level of my hoism because I always own I'm a hoe. I don't care what nobody say, even if I ain't having sex and still a hoe. We promote hoism around here. We, we promote, we pro hoe here. And I've gotten to a point in my 30s where I'm like, I kind of could size somebody up without fucking, size somebody up without fucking them. Hmm. Meaning, I could look and see whether I'd be wasting my time with you or even if it's worth it. And I've gotten to the point where I don't want to entertain casual situations like that anymore because i feel like us as a people and i'm talking the community we don't know how to do that anymore it's become more and more complicated because we don't know how to date we don't know how to even be friends without it being temperamental when i say temperamental that means one minute that person's there then the next they're gone and there's no conversation i don't know what the fuck happened when it came to gay men and actual communication when you feel away? I understand that we're still men, but we're supposed to be gay men that are actually in touch with their fucking feelings, and you should be able to say when you feel away about something. But you know what, friend? The honesty of the matter is, is that the reason why we're like that is because for so long we have been silenced. And I have more hope for the generation of LGBTQ plus folks after us to get a better grasp on that shit than us because we come from an era where we weren't supposed to talk about our sexuality. Right. We were shamed for our sexuality right. from not only our straight counterparts, but even fellow gay folks. Mm-hmm. Like we got a lot we got a lot of shame for that bullshit. And those types of things close us in, which brings about the trauma bonding that we do with each other, which is why some of these friendships don't work out. Because you're bonding on the trauma and not on the true meaning of the friendship. Mm-hmm. gotta fucking stop that shit and like I love the points that you brought up like all of these things are things that are very very attainable but we have to let go of a lot of the bullshit that society puts on us because if we have not seen anything within these last couple of years it is the fact that we are powerful we are important and we are strong as fuck unlearning this shit like one thing I'll say about therapy unlearning most of the shit that's been programmed into your head is not easy Mm -mm. it ain't easy at all Mm -mm. and especially when it's easier for us to avoid the actual topic at hand opposed to exactly addressing it head on we would always choose to avoid the topic at hand yes is what we do best. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We have, our avoidance is at an all time high. Oh, I don't want to talk about Bitch, it. Bitch. I don't uh, want to. I don't shut wanna it down. I don't, we ain't got to get into that right now. Let's talk about something else. Right. It's what we do. So when we get into the whole topic of ageism in the community, it's something that the younger children don't like to talk about because the sad part is you would kill to see our age. Because there's so many people in the lifestyle I can think of that are deceased that did not make this age Bitch, at all. You, 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 you do realize that one day you're gonna see this. You're age. gonna see this by the grace of God or whoever you believe in. Like 
you're going to see this age too. It's going to happen. And, so, you're, and the same thing that you're saying to us from being in our mid-30s, someone's going to say to you, that's it. That's going to be young. They are. And the funny part is, I don't know about the rest of the gays, but um, I don't entertain anybody younger than 25. Well. I barely entertain people that's younger than 30. Well. So, <laughs> I don't have that problem. It is what it is. And my third and last one that we're going to touch on briefly, because we've talked about it before, is bottom shaming. Ladies and gentlemen, here at Who Raised You Hoes podcast with the whole nation, we are pro-bottom around these parts. Better be. And I need you bitches to understand one thing. One. Without a bottom. You have no sex. Ain't shit getting done. Now, granted... There are a plethora of sexual acts that can be done between two people. But when it comes down to sticking, if you ain't got somebody on the bottom, bitch, it ain't happening. Stop it. Stop this heteronormative shaming bullshit. Stop it. Stop it. Stop the disrespect of the feminine. Stop that bullshit. Stop all. Just cut it. Out. While we're talking on the topic of bottom shaming, while we're here, mother has a whole word. Come on, mother. Can we stop brushing our bottoms? Can we talk about the things? Talk about it! Can we talk about rushing in the bottoms? Just because you don't have to go through a whole prep situation. Excuse me, let me take that back. Just because you choose not to go through a whole prep situation for the well, person you're about to go see. Well. Because not everybody wants musty dick. Oh! Uh, what? You don't say. Not everybody wants musty dick. Not everybody wants sweaty balls. You don't say. Not everybody wants the STD that you refuse to go get checked. You t- don't. Uh, not everybody wants a cheesy dick from an un- uncircumcised king. Uh-huh. Wash it. Wash it. Everybody's not into that. Okay. Some girls don't like to shower. Some like you. Literally, all you gotta do is hit up a bottom, and then when you do hit up said bottom, all of a sudden, oh, how long? Bitch, however long the fuck I say. Listen. You're gonna hurts. wait. You're gonna wait because guess what? If, let's say, an accident does occur, who's gonna be the first one to throw their clothes on and walk out the door and I never hear it from them the fuck again? You're gonna wait until I'm done. And bitch, let, let me, let, let's pull over again. The fuck? If you are a person that is having anal sex, and you are repulsed, angered, or disgusted by fecal matter. You don't shit, need to be having poop. anal sex at you all. You don't need to be having anal sex. Because at all. I don't know what you thought she was going up in, bitch. But it's a, that's a booty hole. It's an anus, girl. That's a booty hole. Just like you eating shit, that bottom eats and shit. But, and guess what? Nine times out of ten, that bottom spent probably close to an hour getting themselves together for you. Bitch, because if I ain't told my fellow bottoms and verse motherfuckers one thing, I've told y'all before, stop motherfucking neglecting your everything to get some dick, bitch. If you hungry, girl, get you a little bite of a little sandwich or something. If you know your body the way I know my body and I'm a bottom, if you already know it's been a few hours between, you know, already dushed and everything, and this nigga takes forever or they decide to go swing you, yes, you can actually have you a little bite of a little sandwich, girl. You got to do a little sandwich or something because it's not going to pass with your body Baby, that quick. I want the girls to go back to biology and understand how the, um, the gastrointestinal system works, okay? Just learn it. But... 
We can talk about that all motherfucking day long. We sure know how I feel about that shit. Gays, get your shit together. That's it for Marlon stirring the pot, but y'all already know we got one more thing before we go. How did that make you feel? How make you fucking feel, friend? And this week, it comes from the legendary Viola Davis over at Instagram. I knew this was coming. She put up this post and I'm sure that she reposted and it's a repost from my easy therapy that is at my easy therapy on Instagram.com. And it says things you might not know are anxiety. Oh, I read this. Continue. Believing everyone is secretly judging you. That's a huge one. Thinking you have to be perfect to avoid judgment. That's a huge one. Feeling unable or too afraid to speak up. Mm. Worrying too much about your word choice. Mm. Pitch. That's a huge one. It really is. And the last one is judging yourself negatively all the time. Y'all, I've said this on the show before as well. Anxiety runs in my family. Mine too. And I've had some, I've had anxiety attacks in my past. I've had probably about three or four of them across my 39. At least you could say that's that small. But. Anxiety has shown up 30-fold since Rona hit. Mm-hmm. And having the language about anxiety and what it is is so fucking important because if I didn't know what it was, I would be freaking out all the fucking time. <laughs> you all have to be kind to yourselves see anxiety, know what it is, and address it. Mm -hmm. Because we are all very tense. We are all walking on eggshells. We are all walking nerves in some shape, form, or fashion with all of this bullshit that's going on. Bitch, we are living through a fucking pandemic and a war. At this point. At this point. Mm -hmm. Like, there's so much going on. I want you all to be kind to yourselves. Realize what's going on in your own body, in your own temple, and address it accordingly. Because we all try to be out here surviving, and we can't make it without being aware about what's going on within ourselves. Sure can't. Flat the fuck out, period. So, and I always follow up with Marlon with How to Make You Feel, and I have one. It is coming from my favorite quote page, which is called The Good Quote. Mm. The Good Quote is spelled the word, the, exactly how it's spelled, the good, in quote, all spelled regularly, one word. And this post is actually a quote that comes from an author that I cannot pronounce, so we're not going to fuck up their name. But here <laughs> we go. Your parents programmed you the best way they knew. It's up to you to reprogram yourself as many times as needed until you finally meet you. While you're at it, reprogram them too. Bitch! <laughs> Do I need it again? No, no, you don't. No. You sure? That's one you hit and you quit, bitch. <laughs> you rewind this shit and listen to it again if you need to. Because, bitch, I'm ready to run across this motherfucking apartment. Because, bitch, that one right there, Miss Thing, uh uh. That was. Mm. How did it make you feel, fine? Baby, y'all already know how I am <laughs> about parents raising children, even though I'm not a parent. I am a child. I have been a child. Hello. And I've watched you motherfuckers raise your kids. Okay. I've watched you motherfuckers try to re-raise yourselves. And I just need y'all to understand that, again, as I said at the top of this motherfucking episode, your children are people with their own paths and their own journeys, and you cannot dictate 
who and what the fuck they are going to be. And all of us that are children realize that all that you need to take from your parents is what they gave you, but everything else is up to you. Literally. Everything else is up to you. You have to live your own life. Do not take on anything that does not service you, that does not align with who you are as a person. Don't take that shit. Don't. Take the things that work and discard the things that don't. <sighs> Woo! Y'all, I know it's been a long-ass episode, and I hope, yes. we definitely hope that you all have had a good time, because we have had a funky good time today. And this is the longest episode we've had in a while. Uh, we want to take the moment out and say thank you yes. for listening to Who Raised Your Hoes this week. It's been, hopefully, you got a good cackle in. Yes. You got a word that resonated with you. Hmm. If you like what you heard, please... Go on ahead and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating. Not four, not three, not two, not even a one. We want five. That's it. Leave us a review. It helps us go up in the rankings. Did you write us a listener letter? Hmm. Did you? Because we want to talk. We want to talk. We want to give y'all advice. We need to fill this up a little bit. So, send your listener letters. At podcast at gmail.com. Once again, the email address for all listener letters is at podcast. At thegmails.com. That's fucking right. And yo, if you have some business inquiries, serious ones, please feel free to hit us up at WRYH at WRYH podcast at gmail.com for your serious business inquiries. If you want us to review a show, if you want us to review your music, if you want us to promote something for watch your film. Listen, bring it on over to us and let us know what's going on. And last but definitely not least, bitch, y'all know around these parts, we are sweet talkers, ho. So make Mm -hmm. sure you are checking in on all things sweet talkers. Follow It's The Sweet Talkers on Instagram. That is It's The Sweet Talkers, spelled just like that on Instagram. And don't forget to follow us on YouTube at It's The Sweet Talkers. We got some great content over there. I don't know about you, and you probably haven't been watching it because you don't watch Drag Race, but I've been enjoying Drag It with Makari Richard, Chase Cassidy, and Trey Varis. Talking about Drag Race, they're reviewing season 14 right now. And if you are a gamer, because I've been playing my video games, okay. I've been picking up my Switch a whole lot. Player One with our good, good brother Kyron. Doing big things. Chase Cassidy with the Cookout Podcast. Yes. You all have to check out the Cookout. Yeah. I love that show so much. I've been following it for so long. He's literally been up supporting since day one. Yo, and like, he's come back. We are back in a new season. The new episodes are lit. Make sure you check out all things It's the Sweet Talkers. It's lit over here. I don't know about y'all. And if you're missing it, you fucking you're missing, up. You're missing out. Like, that's it. Get your life together. That's it. And that's the note that we're going to leave y'all on this week because apparently we've been on a soapbox for almost two hours. I mean, but you know, <laughs> we've been having a good time. We're back in the studio together, so it's the energy. It's the vibes. It's the vibes. Yeah. And with that being said, thank y'all so much, and we'll see y'all next week. Until next time. Bye, whole nation. Bye.